Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. On today's episode, we are talking about one of the most cherished institutions in our culture that many people still really, really take seriously and they want to participate in, and that is the idea of marriage. And Dominique and I wanted to have an episode about this because we just got talking about the idea of marriage in general not really about ourselves in any way. And so it's just an interesting idea to really get into and to talk about why did this whole institution begin? Why did people get married? Is it still necessary today? Is it an antiquated idea that we're just holding on to for tradition's sake? So these are just some of the things we are excited to explore today in the episode. Yeah. And I think this is going to be fun too, because we come from different sides here. I am someone who got married and you are someone who has just been in a long-term loving relationship and also sharing my beliefs on when I was growing up, what marriage meant to me because of what I was taught or what I saw. I think this will be really quite cool. So I'm curious to start with you, Carrie, because I would love to know what was your deciding factor or motivation to just remain in a partnership without the structure of marriage? Well, it's interesting because I grew up in a very traditional family and I always assumed I would get married. That's just what you did, right? It never occurred to me to not get married, which to me, that is sort of a problem that we don't show. Maybe it's better now, but growing up as a child in the 80s and the 90s, it wasn't really shown that not getting married was a path. Everyone was married in my life and in the TV shows I watched and all of the things I consumed, marriage was just part of life. And then my current partner and I started dating almost 20 years ago, which is sort wow. of wild to yeah. think about. And we talked about getting married like all the time, like when we're married, when we do this, we just both went with this idea that it's what you do. And where we were at in our lives, soon after we started dating, I started grad school. So I was very focused on that. Then when I finished grad school, he went to grad school. He was very focused on that. We had some big cross-country moves within there. And it just never felt like the right time. And we never wanted to spend money on a wedding. So we were just like never wanting to do it. And then finally, we just had a conversation, I think one day, or maybe it was over many conversations of like, why would we do this? We don't see a need for it in our lives. That's not to say I don't 
think marriage is something no one should do. I love going to weddings and celebrating <laughs> loved ones who are getting married, but we never saw it as something necessary for our relationship. And a big piece of that was finances. And I always envisioned if I had a wedding, I would want a really nice wedding. And if I couldn't have the exact wedding I wanted, I would rather not have one. Wow. I think it's beautiful that you had conversation about this over the years and kept that kind of running in the relationship. And for me, a big issue that I had was communication growing up. And now, since I have worked on it so much more, like I understand just how greatly important that is, of course, for you to communicate together with your significant other. But for myself, kind of like what you mentioned, Carrie, I grew up in a society where you went to school, you got to the age to where you'd meet someone, you get married, you have kids, you work a nine to five job, and that's life. And I never really like the whole idea of get married, have kids, care for them, work, then die. So that's part of why I didn't have children, but I did get sucked into, not sucked into, that sounds horrible, but society's idea of having to get married. And for me, I went to a religious school. So there was a lot of shame behind like, you're living in sin if you don't get married and you are with a partner. And so I really went down that path mostly because of wanting to fit in with my community, with society. And it just is really interesting to me now because I look at it totally differently. And of course, marriage is a very personal thing, a very personal decision. By no means, again, are we saying like right or wrong, but now that I pay more attention to why people get married, why did I get married? I find it just fascinating. And I recently came across a post from the holistic psychologist. I love her content so much. Her content helps me through my healing process tremendously. And I came across a post that I'm just going to share here, and it was reasons to not get married. And she has listed people are saying it's time. All your friends are married. You feel pressured. You'll lose someone if you don't. You want a companion. For me, people are saying it's time that resonate real hard. And then also the I'll lose someone if I don't. So when I was looking at that, I was like, wow, okay, that was a, a big story that I had. And then she mentions reasons to get married. You want to heal together. You want to create an emotionally healthy home. You're committed to being the best version of yourself. And just that switch there, because for me, I was very strong in people-pleasing and nurturing, giving everything. And there was that imbalance where I was really looking at it from a place of sometimes wanting to fix the person instead of allowing them to be who they were and recognizing that they're already whole and it's a matter of growth together or figuring it out individually and then coming together. It just really shifted my look at why is marriage looked at as still so incredibly important and greatly valued in society now when especially it originated as a way to just create status. And it was a thing that kind of created security within people's lives. 
very different now for the reason behind it. Right. Yeah. In the past, people got married for really pragmatic reasons like land ownership, joining of wealth or resources. Religion just dictated that you had to do it, as well as just the whole idea of the wife was property of the husband. So there was a needed legal contract for that to be made. So so thinking in those terms, it's not like this romantic idea of two people who fell in love. I mean, it started as this very pragmatic thing that everyone part took in because they had no other choice. Nowadays, I think there are a lot of varying reasons people get married and the fairy tale romantic idea is one of them, especially in our culture where people really want that wedding day and that special time where all their loved ones gather and witness them making this vow to each other. But I think tradition is still a big dictator for people and people don't tend to consider the alternative of not getting married because the tradition has been you get married. I think some people get married for pragmatic reasons still, like maybe tax purposes or residency or citizenship purposes. When we lived in Spain and we were really trying to find a way to stay in Spain, we had friends there who half jokingly, half seriously offered to marry each of us so that we had a more legit reason to stay. It's not technically legal and we didn't do it, but that would be a reason for me to get married, like a valid reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And everyone has their own reasoning behind why they are desiring to get married and what marriage means to them, like their definition of marriage too. We always talk about really identifying your own belief around something and marriage is even one of those things. And when I look at it from the human design lens and something that I'm super fascinated with is electromagnetics and there's the electromagnetic attraction. So that would look like if I have a gate highlighted in my chart and I don't have a connection to the opposite, then I may be more electromagnetically attracted to someone who has the opposite. And then when it comes together, we create a channel. And so that's what electromagnetics is. And that's mechanical. That's that chemistry that you get in the beginning where you're just like, whoa, sparks going off. And it's a beautiful and exciting thing. But just like everything in the chart, you have the high end, the low end, just because you have tremendous chemistry and electromagnetic connection with someone does not mean that it's going to be a healthy relationship. And so this is where in human design, I can see people getting caught up in this and to look at a chart and be like, okay, I need to find someone who has this gate so that it creates this channel with me. It's like, mm, nope, because people's conditioning, that's going to be present. And who knows what side of the spectrum they're going to be sitting more towards. So from that human design lens, I think it's just fascinating to look at the electromagnetics, but not take it so seriously and not base someone's worthiness to be in a relationship off of that. Just love the person for who they are, what they bring to the table. It's all about actions, not just with the connection that can be very temporary a lot of times, but it's really within our choices, our actions and commitment to growth together. At least that's the way I have now come to see it over the years. 
That's so true. And I hear, at least on the social media space, people are always asking Enneagram experts and specialists, well, what two types are the most compatible? Or I'm this type, what's my most compatible type? And there's just no answer to that. All the types within the Enneagram system can be compatible together within a relationship. When you're talking romantic relationships, it really depends more on each individual's level of development, which is like, are you in a healthy space? Yeah. Or are you functioning in a more average mechanical space where you're not as in tune with yourself and you haven't started doing any self-work? That is really what's going to inform a healthy relationship, not really your Enneagram type or your personality structure. It's more about how emotionally and mentally in tune with yourself that you are. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I've seen it in my own life and even seen it expressed through some of my clients too, where you're feeling great for like a year or two, everything is passionate and strong. And then we start to have our conditioning come to the surface. We start to feel triggered by certain things and taking into context our own conditioning, the other person's conditioning and communicating between the areas here as well. But it's something where it, it all comes down to, are you feeling pressured according to society and family? And for me, it was a tremendous amount of pressure that I felt when I kind of looked back on it. And then also I kind of went into marriage with my husband because I needed really good health insurance at the time too. We had talked about marriage, but that was the thing that really pushed us forward into actually getting married. And it totally wasn't what I was expecting when I was growing up, the whole like movie, <laughs> like falling in love and romanticizing it. But it's really interesting to see how it plays out so differently in people's lives. And even from my own view, what I was originally expecting and how that totally shifted too. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially looking at each of us, Dominique, mm. our Enneagram types, you're a type nine, I'm a type one, and we are both body types. And the three types, nine, one, and also type eight are all in the body center. And those three types in that center are the types that really value independence and autonomy a little bit more than the other types. For type nine, nines really don't want to be impeded on by anyone. That's where their autonomy comes through. For type ones like me, they want to have complete control over everything in their lives. And so anyone else who threatens their independence could maybe try to change how they do something or how they maintain whatever it may be in their lives. And then for type eights, they don't want to depend on others for anything and they really don't want to have anyone depending on them. So those are the types that may, if any, would lean away from marriage, maybe more than some of the other types, because marriage in and of itself, it doesn't always take away your independence or your autonomy, but you are joining your life legally with someone else's. And so that can feel like a little, for me, that idea feels a little stifling. Wow. That's so fascinating to me because when we look at human design and if we're talking about the ideal 
situation for marriage connection, whatever it might be. The 1949 channel, which you have, is known in traditional human design channel of love and marriage. In quantum human design, it's channel of intimacy and connection. And so these are individuals who are very sensitive. And when they're with their partner, they love their partner so much and being with them, they could go grocery shopping and it is the most wonderful experience of being together. Can also kind of sometimes from the outside look like codependency, but it's just like you enjoy each other's company so much. And there's this deep togetherness and intimacy, but this is where agreements and contracts are also held within the human design lens. And also the channel 3740, that's the channel of the bargain and traditional and channel of administration and quantum human design. And this is where strong agreements come into play and kind of known as like the marriage contract. This is where bargains can be made. So you're not living in just fantasy. So a lot of sharing intimacy connection within these two particular channels. But again, like taking it just lightly for grain of salt. It doesn't mean just because somebody has this that, oh, this is the person that I need to marry because they are going to be solid in their agreement. And so it's more of looking at it as a theme that could potentially come up and explain just how and why you might feel the way you do about certain connections. So with you having that 1949 channel, I know we've talked about it before too, Carrie, what comes up for you when you think of that or how does that resonate? How do you feel that in your life? I'm curious to know. I have heard this channel called like something about the channel of sensitivity and that's super connected for me because I do identify as a highly sensitive person and I have been told I'm too sensitive like throughout my life especially as a kid and a teenager quick to tears I was a person I shouldn't say was I am a person who can cry with any emotion it's not just sadness for me. It can be anger. It can be happiness. It can be joy. It can be like just extreme gratitude and the tears can flow. But in terms of what you just said, I am a person who can love going to the grocery store with my partner. We, since the beginning of our relationship, have always grocery shopped together. Wow. It's just like one of our routines, but we're very independent from each other once we're in the store because we keep our finances separate. So I buy my food. He buys his food and then we have some joint food that we take turns like, oh, it's your week to buy this, your week to buy that. And so it's like we have that connection and that togetherness, but we still need our independence within it. Mm -hmm. But that's such a beautiful balance right there, because, I mean, you have the support, the nurturing of each other, but you also have that right balance of the emotional frequency, too, because the 1949 is connected the root to the emotional solar plexus. So there is that balance within each of your emotional frequencies, too, which is so important, which is why the potential for the low end being clingy or codependent can be something that pops up for people. But again, like the way you explained, we have that independence, but we just we love being together with even just grocery shopping. So that's a beautiful, beautiful connection. 
Yeah. I mean, we have always really loved doing mundane things together. I think because when we first got together, we did not have a lot of money. He was in school and we were living in Boston. So it was a really expensive city. And we just would make little things that didn't cost a lot really fun. We used to do this and we want to start doing it again because we loved doing it so much where we would just like take a blanket to a park and bring books or journals or whatever and just like sit in a park and we'd bring snacks and just hang out. And we I love that. loved doing that when we didn't have a lot of money to go do expensive, extravagant things. Oh my gosh, that sounds like one of the most perfect days for me. I it love really that. is. I love that and so it's much. So easy, and you can connect and chat, or you can kind of do your own thing and read your books and just still be together in the same space. Yeah, that's such a beautiful thing, and I love hearing you share about your particular connection and reasoning behind how you have your relationship really laid out for yourself, and then it just makes me. So so warm and fuzzy to hear just this happiness and to see your face right now as we're on video as you're talking about your partner and the connection you have together and it's like yes like that's ultimately what it's about in my mind like whether you're married or not just having that joyful connection with another human that doesn't complete you because you're already complete like that's one thing that oh my gosh it drives me nuts sometimes because I used to think this way as well like we don't need anyone to complete us we're already complete but someone to share with and to experience life and joy and happiness and love with man yes that right there is what it's about for me yeah. And I just think bringing it back to the idea of marriage and questioning, is marriage in this day and age really necessary in our society? And I think the short answer is no, it's not necessary, but people still want to partake in it. And that is totally cool. It should be up to each individual couple. But it does seem to be very slowly evolving into something that is far less necessary for people because you hear about a lot more couples nowadays choosing not to get married for whatever reason. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to all realize we all have our own definition and desire for what marriage looks like in our lives or if we want it or not, but to try to minimize or refrain from passing judgment to others. If you are someone that strongly believes in marriage is the way to go or because of religious preferences, whatever it may be, it's beautiful. That's wonderful. Keep doing you. But at the same time, coming to the realization that not everyone in this world is going to be on that same path and to be okay with it. It's not harming anyone to have a different view or opinion. And we can love each other for those differences. And so I think refraining, minimizing the passing of judgment onto others just because it doesn't match our own values is really something crucial to keep in mind, especially as we're moving forward into creating a more loving society and world. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. 
We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.